This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm, Brown & Crouppen, sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. K-E-N-T-H-D-2. Collinsville, St. Louis. Now, back to the Ryan Kelly Morning After. Welcome back, Ryan Kelly. Morning after from the Michelob Ultra Studios. Timothy Mike McKernan, Douglas Sullivan, Vaughn, the Plowhawk, Action Jackson, and sitting in Iggy's seat. It's James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, 314-961-4800, or go online at carltoninsurance.net and work with the best. And, Doug, guess who the best is? He's sitting right oh, on your left, oh, yeah, and his I name's James Carlton. I there he him. is right there. He's in Webster Grove. I you see call him. right there right now. Somebody yes. on the staff's going to answer. I see him sitting over there. Hello, what's Jim. Up, what's up, fellas? Good morning. Well, what's new in the insurance world? Anything? A lot of car thefts, catalytic oh, converters, really? those kind of things. Yep. <laughs> yep. Paul Plowsy had one Christmas Day. Catalytic converters covered? Work. Oh, yeah. I guess they are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, James presents the Colonel every Monday here in Doug, Missouri. Got the double bye with some help and a win Ooh. on Saturday against Ole Miss. Also have Missouri Spring football going on. And to talk it over right now, ladies and gentlemen, the Colonel Gabriel P. Diarman brought to you by James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Good morning, Colonel. What's up, guys? I really thought that intro was leading up to to calling me the best, but then it was James, and yeah. <laughs> I was really yeah, disappointed, right. to be quite honest with you. Well, you're, you're right doing your best. That. You're doing as, as good as you can. I'm doing my best. Yeah, yeah. not not the best, but but my best. Yeah, well, it's, it's all, all right. It's all that matters. Hey, uh, Colonel, uh, I was reading your 10 thoughts, which you can read on powermazoo.com. It's uh, something I look forward to reading every uh, Monday. And, uh, you know, the Ole Miss game, they got the job done. Certainly not a, a glorious performance, but uh, they were able to, uh, Doug, what do you call it, stave off? Yeah. Hotty right. toddy, mm-hmm. good God almighty, and, and get that double by so they won't play until Friday afternoon. Um, and you wrote about Dennis Gates, and now that his first full regular season uh, is under his belt, uh, your thoughts on Gates and how you uh, drew some comparisons to previous Missouri head coaches. And then also, part two of the question, is uh, the SEC Coach of the Year race, which I saw you elaborate on on PowerMizzou.com. Yeah, I think that should be announced later today. Uh, I'm not positive if it's today, but it'll be this week. But um, I think it's Gates or Buzz Williams. Um, it, just pure basketball-wise, I would vote for Nate Oates, but part of coaching is goes beyond the basketball and, and goes to things like maybe 
you know, one of your players shouldn't be involved in a capital murder and two others shouldn't be at the scene and maybe you could handle that a little bit better. Like, I do think that's part of coaching. I wouldn't penalize Brandon Miller at Alabama. He's still the player of the year. But I'd penalize Oates. Uh, you know, Gates was, was picked 11th, finished 3rd. Uh, A&M is weird because they were picked 5th or 6th. They were supposed to be pretty good, and then they were just awful in the non-conference and turned it around and obviously have gotten pretty good. But I, I find it hard to think of anything Dennis Gates could have done better in year one. I, I mean, I thought the ceiling for this team was 19-20 wins. If they were the right 19 or 20, maybe you're on the right side of the bubble and like playing in Dayton or you know an 11 seed or something like that. They've blown all that out of the water. Um, he has has certainly helped bring fans back and, and reinvigorate this program. Uh, you know, to the point that I, there's some thought out there that that Missouri should maybe you know go back and look at his contract after this season. I don't really tend to believe that. I mean, they just gave him a a 500% raise from what he was making at Cleveland State. Uh, I I think they've shown him they're fairly committed to him, unless somebody else is going to come after him. And I I don't really think we're quite at that point yet. I mean, we might be, but I I don't think somebody with a, a clearly better job than Missouri would be coming after Dennis Gates yet. So, I'm not big on bidding against yourself, which is what I felt like Missouri did with the football program a couple months ago. I I wouldn't go do it yet with the basketball program because, look, the, the wet blanket part of this is two of the last three guys Missouri's hired had had really good year one, and then it, it fell off after that. So, you know, you want to be a little bit careful and, and say, hey, this is awesome. There's a lot of reasons to – to think that it's going the right direction, but we probably need to see one more year before we start building the statue. Did you just say Eli Drinkwitz is overpaid? Uh, Eli Drinkwitz says Eli Drinkwitz is overpaid. <laughs> oh, really? He said that when he was making $4 million. Yeah. Now that it's 6 who knows? Yeah. I mean, they're all overpaid to some degree. Well, I, I suppose. So if Mizzou has a good tournament now, a good SEC tournament, can they improve their seeding a lot in the NCAA tournament, or do you think they're pretty much locked in where they're going to be? No, I think they could bounce up a line or two because they're going to play Tennessee Friday night. That would be a quad one win. They will in all likelihood play Alabama Saturday if they get there. That would be a quad one win. And then if they were to get to Sunday, they would play probably A&M or Kentucky, and that would be a quad one win. You know, I mean, I don't think they can hurt themselves. Getting to Friday, getting that double bye was important because you avoid playing a really bad team on Thursday. You know, a lot of fans look at it and say, well, it'd be nice to play Thursday and get that extra win. But beating South Carolina or Old Miss does nothing for you. Uh, the, the committee is not going to look and say, oh, hey, they, they won 24 instead of 23. But that, that last one over over South Carolina really, really pushed them up. I mean, it just doesn't matter. But now they have some opportunities. But the committee also doesn't tend to put a ton of stock in conference tournaments. I mean, if Missouri were to go out and win the thing or even get to Sunday with two good wins, I, I think it might bump them up a line. Um, I, I think the ceiling is if you go win it, maybe a five seed. 
Gabe, good morning. It's James. Uh, I, I think the stat that, that you cited and many people have cited that really jumps off the page is 8-0 and in games decided by five points yeah. or less. I mean, I, I don't know where that ranks in the country. I have to imagine near the top. Um, you know, you have, you have guys like you saw, Golston, just the harder the shot, the more likely it is for him to make it. The more open it is, the more likely he's going to miss it. And then, you know, East had big contributions. And how about Noah Carter really coming out yeah. on Saturday? So, I mean, th there are some players that are upperclassmen that are not afraid to take the big shot. And then the other thing I wanted to ask you is, I, I think on Power Mizzou, you, you, you said that your gut is telling you that Kobe won't be back for next season and just if you can expound on that a little bit for us it's just a guess but just kind of listening to him talk on on saturday you know we talked about how how great it was to bring mizzou basketball back and to uh, to graduate from the university of missouri and and here's the thing if kobe brown is not an nba player today he's not going to be one 12 months from now i, I mean there is nothing he can do in college basketball to improve his professional stock. Now, what he can do, and, and there is value in this, if he were to come back, like he has a chance to cement himself as one of the guys that people 40 years from now are going to remember when they think about this program. You know, the, the Bookers and the Smiths and the Peelers and all that. And I, and I don't think Kobe is maybe quite on that level as a player, but... He will have been here for, you know, if, if they can get back next year and do it with kind of a different cast of characters, it would be three NCAA tournaments, kind of a revival of the program. He will be in the top ten at a bunch of statistical categories because he's been here for so long. And, and he's kind of the guy that you look at as the face of this turnaround outside of Dennis Gates. But he's going to be 24 years old by the end of next season. Like, a lot of guys at that point, you don't want to be hanging out around on a college campus with playing with dudes five years younger than you are. You know, even if it's not the NBA, he might just want to go start life. And whether it's a, a grown-up job or, or playing professional basketball outside the NBA, or maybe he can work his way into the NBA. But my guess would be that, that he probably moves on after this season, but it's a guess. And as far as the close games, I mean, it, it, kind of what I wrote on Saturday was at some point that becomes – a trait of your team, not not just good luck. Um, you know, th this team, if they are within a couple of possessions with at the at the last TV timeout, I think most people feel like they're going to win the game at this point because they've done it not only against Ole Miss and LSU and teams like that, but they did it against Tennessee and they did it against Arkansas here, and, and they've shown an ability down the stretch to make the plays they have to make. Is Yerman with us here, brought to you by James Carlton. He is with us every Monday. Uh, Colonel, uh, spring football is going on. The game will take place on March 18th. Uh, what news from spring football uh, stands out uh, to you and your staff covering? Uh, basically none, if we're being honest yep. about it. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that honesty policy. Sam Horn threw a football. That's good. Uh, Gerard Hamilton is covering for us, and you know he's he's been doing Q and A's with the with the defensive assistants, and they'll get the offensive assistants on Wednesday, and so we'll have some of that stuff. But we don't get to see much. You know they've had three or four practices. We've gotten to see forty five minutes of two of them. You know we don't see a lot of live stuff. I, it, it just is, uh, and, and the focus. is is obviously on basketball. I mean, one thing that, that I we did get started yesterday is 
Uh, we're doing a, a podcast through in cooperation with Mizzou's NIL Collective, and I talked to quarterback Jake Garcia, uh, who transferred in from Miami for 30 minutes. That's posted on our message board later this afternoon. I'll, I'll uh, make that public on YouTube and put it out on our podcast feed and all that. But, um, you know, as far as spring football, I mean, it's, it's kind of – Hey, let's make sure nobody gets hurt. Um, everybody, you know, is bigger, faster, stronger, and everybody's pulling in the, the same direction, and we think everything's going to be great, and let's come back together in five months when this starts to matter. You don't seem real excited about spring football. <laughs> no, I, 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 what I'm excited about is that Missouri – uh, is playing meaningful March basketball, yeah. which means I don't need to pretend to be excited. <laughs> oh, gosh. Not by this colonel. That's why I'm a Colonel Lemming. He's just being direct. It's, it's a, That's why uh, he's the best. It's not a, it's not a fun thing for me. <laughs> yeah, and Gabe, just to touch on <laughs> to touch on that uh, that partnership you have with Every True Tiger Foundation, if you want to just mention a little bit more about that, and, and I wanted to add that if any listeners contact us you know from power mizzou and reference the power mizzou partnership we would be happy to donate twenty dollars on their behalf to that nil collective partnership through power mizzou because you guys have worked with with bud and lawrence uh, bowers now if you can add a little bit to that yeah they, so you know i we could take five shows explaining nil and collectives and talking about that but uh hopefully people who know what it is basically uh, i've talked to to the guys in charge over there at the Mizzou Collective, and they've kind of started a specific little arm of the collective just for Power Mizzou members who want to contribute to NIL. We've made it easy. We've set up a, a specific site. Um, it's, it's linked off our message board because we do want it to be, you know, just our subscribers contributing to it. Um, I think in the first three days, that got close to $50,000 pledged over the next year, and we've got some things set up where if our subscribers donate to it, they'll get some private events and uh, maybe even access to a practice down the road and and things like that. And uh, What we get out of it is that Lawrence and Bud are kind of supplying a different Missouri athlete every week for me to do a a show with on on our YouTube channel and, and put out on our podcast feed. And I mean, these are like nobody's talked to Jake Garcia at Missouri, and I'm not sure anybody will talk to Jake Garcia at Missouri. You know, access is is pretty restricted these days, so you you got to kind of find uh, ways around it. We'll do some other sports. I know Keegan O'Toole, a Missouri wrestler that has a shot at a national title, we'll probably talk to him at some point. We'll get some basketball players after the season's over, but but basically, guys that that the collective is is working with and uh, getting some money, and then in exchange, they got to. Talk to an old man for 30 minutes on YouTube. Mm. <laughs> uh, oh, nice. Are there nice some Mizzou off. athletes? Colonel with us every Monday brought to you by – go ahead, Doug. I'm sorry. I was going to ask, are there some Mizzou athletes right now, basketball or football, that are raking in pretty good money with NIL? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know the numbers specifically because nobody really does. You hear some rumors. But, yeah, I mean, there, there are some, some players making some pretty decent money. You know, I think uh, it's, it's pretty well known that – that Luther Burden has a number of deals. Sam Horn has has some things. Uh, you know, I I would imagine that if Missouri manages to convince Kobe Brown to come back next year, that NIL will not be a small part of that. Uh, you know, so yeah, there there's some some players making you know certainly uh, more than uh, more than McKernan and I made at KOMU. No, oh, brother. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's uh, that's that's so startling considering yeah. the numbers Gabe and I were bringing down at KMUW <laughs> in weekend sports. I mean, it was Mine started with a startling. zero and ended with a zero. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but the exposure we got. I mean, it yes. sent you to South Dakota and me to Arkansas. I mean, that shows that what what exposure is mm-hmm. worth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you're you're out there every week trying to trying to compete with the big old fish, and and it's uh, you know it is it is something that can easily lead to uh, to big national dreams down the road if you uh, and I have proven. Absolutely, we are uh, truly uh, living proof. Colonel, always enjoy the conversation. We enjoy the honesty that you provide. Brought mm-hmm. to you by James Carlton every Monday here on the program. Fun couple of weeks coming up as Gabe details here on uh, PowerMizzou.com with the conference tournaments this week. Missouri playing on Friday. Uh, likely against Tennessee, and whoever wins that, likely against Alabama on Saturday, and then back into the NCAA tournament with Selection Sunday on Sunday, followed by the first game later the week. Uh, Colonel, appreciate the time as always, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll talk to you. All right, thanks, Gabe. Is. That's uh, Gabe Yarman, brought to you by James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. James, anything else you would like to tell our uh, audience? No, but I, did, did you guys see it was Mike Kelly's thousandth game he called this I week? I did, yeah. yeah I, I saw that I didn't. LSU. I didn't realize his first broadcasting partner was Joe Buck. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, how about that? In the early 90s, that was his first broadcasting partner. So. How about that? Yeah, that was pretty cool. No, uh, other than that, I mean, your, your audience is just, it continues to be fantastic and respond, and, and we're incredibly grateful for it and your guys' partnership. And I think, is Selection Sunday your birthday, Plowsy? Uh, it sometimes is, but my no. birthday is on a Tuesday. It's oh, the 12th. Okay. Okay. So on a, on a given on occasion, it has landed on there. But I love this time of year. Yeah. No, conference sure tournament great. action starts Tuesday, right, for most big conferences, I think? Uh, Wednesday for the SEC. I'm not Big sure about Big Ten. Tuesday, okay, gotcha. Uh, it's fun. Yeah, no, looking forward to it. But thank you, gentlemen. We yeah. appreciate it as always. Oh, well, God. thanks for coming in. All right, see you guys. Yeah, All right. There he is, the great James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency in Webster Groves. 314-961-4800. Go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg at arm, call James Carlton State Farm. Go to tmastl.com to sign up to be TMA Listener of the Month for the month of March. With Milagro Tequila, welcome to a brighter side of tequila with Milagro. So far, Beer Cats shipped it in January. Natty Nate in the month of February. Who will get it in the month of March? Go sign up, tmastl.com. It's the Milagro Tequila Listener of the Month. You can apply, use your real name, most likely using your fake name, fake picture. But explain why you should be the TMA Listener of the Month. Presented by Milagro Tequila for the month of March. We'll have the design, air, heating, and cooling email today coming your way in about 12 minutes. The morning after at InsideSTL.com is where you can send those. The morning after at InsideSTL.com. Uh, currently, Kevin Miller may be showing it's going to be a month of upsets. He is the leader. Uh, hey, Barry has uh, one oh. win so far. LowTUSA.com is where you can go to check out Mentality. Go to LowTUSA.com. Low energy, low motivation, weight gain, muscle loss, fatigue, tired all the time, feeling anxious, moody. Those are symptoms of low testosterone, and that's where mentality can help. If you're dealing with belly fat, feeling bloated, and a lack of lean muscle and tone that used to be easy to get rid of or maintain, mentality can help there. I went out to mentality. Super easy process. In and out within 15, 20 minutes. Friendly staff. And what they know is the normal range for testosterone is large. And if you've been to a doctor and they told you that you were normal without understanding the range or testing your free testosterone, it was not fully looked at. Come get checked out with Mentality. Testosterone therapy helps men regain normal 
normal function and restore their ability to perform normally at all levels. It's Mentality Online at lowtusa.com. That is Mentality. One of Jackson's links this morning is wonderful news. Uh, it kind of got me a little more excited, though, in the headline versus the actual article. Uh, uh, Doug, uh, there are 385 in-and-out locations in the United States, but not one of them exists east of Texas yet. Soon the in-and-out burger chain will be headed east, and our neighbors in Tennessee are going to get the first one built outside of Arizona, California, Colorado, Nevada, Oregon, Texas, or Utah. In-and-out is going to be in Franklin, Tennessee, which is 25 miles south of Nashville and less than a five-hour drive from St. Louis. So if you and the family would like to drive down to get In-N-Out Burger, you now can do that. That's why I sent the article. I'd have to stop to eat something before we got there. I sent the article because I read that too. I was like, oh, incredible. Where's it going to be? Kansas City or something? Yeah, I'm like, where is this thing going to be? And they said, you can, if someone said, I think the article says, four and a half hours is nothing to get some animal style fries. I was like, what are you talking about? There is no. I think I would go to get the In-N-Out Burger and I might stop by Shake Shack to get the crinkle cuts. I think that's what I would do. The fries are the warmest garbage in town. That's so bad. Except the town is Franklin, Tennessee. Well, the good thing is that a lot of people from here go to Nashville. Not a lot yep. of people go to Vegas. Not a lot of people go to Miami. Where, they, but if you're going to Nashville, at least now you got a place where you can get in and out. Yeah, I'll tell you what, cookout in Nashville. I highly suggest if you're ever out in that Tennessee area. What is that? Cookout is fire, uh, burgers and stuff. Burgers and stuff. stuff. Okay. Like it, it's like Compare a bur- the burgers to a place in St. Louis, so you can be relatable, even though you went to Ladue. Uh, I mean, it's just like a, uh, it's like an uh, Shake Shack would be the closest thing. It's not as good as Shake Shack, like in my Shake opinion. Shake. But it's like, you know, an upscale fast food burger. And they have a bunch of different stuff. I'm sure there's plenty of listeners who have been to Cookout, and they will agree with me. You know what I did this weekend? And I, because I made burgers, I said I made some Brush Creek burgers and used the Andrea's uh, barbecue sauce. But normally I make them really thick. And this is the first time I've ever done this. I actually did smash burgers. I've never, I'd never smashed done a, them down thin. Did yeah, you? I'd never done a mm-hmm. smash burger before, and I just took a fork and smashed those things, and the edges got nice and crispy. I mean, start doing that all the time. Now, why does that make them taste any better? Well, they're thinner. You can put more stuff on there, and, and you can get your mouth around the bun. You know, if you make a big fat burger and then you put onions and tomatoes, you can't even get your mouth over that thing. <clears throat> so this way, you smash them down, <clears throat> and it takes live audio. Takes, <laughs> <laughs> takes. That's what it sounds like trying to get your mouth. <clears throat> Oh, oh so dog. this Listen way, to these guttural moans. Theater of the mind, and it doesn't take as long to, to cook it either. <laughs> okay, so you were happy with your little experiment about I, smashing a burger patty. First time I've ever done a smash burger, and I enjoyed it. All right, nice. <laughs> Heck of a little story. <laughs> well, it wasn't a big story. It was just yeah. I'd never tried one before, and I okay. Well, I tried them obviously but, with steak and shake and things. But same meat and everything. All that's involved is you just smashed it so it was a little bit thinner. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much it. It doesn't sound like you're changing the equation that much. No, but when I make a big burger, I don't put lettuce, tomato, onions on there because I can't get it in my mouth. Mm. This way, oh. this way, I could, and I yeah. can get all my my fixins on there, and still be oh, able to fix. put it in my mouth. God. I'm okay. Just, I never said fixins before. <laughs> How do you yeah, feel about it now that it's come out? Uh, now I feel yeah. like a Hoosier. Yeah, that's a bad word. And all the fixings. Thousands yeah, and fixings. I'd never used that, that word. Kenny Powers. God, no. What about accoutrements? 
I don't. I don't care for that. That's overdoing it. You're trying too hard if you're saying accoutrement. Tough well, it was good phones. regardless. Dear Deidre, talking with my fiance about our sexual fantasies has always been exciting and made me feel like we are deeply connected. I love the idea of having sex with him in front of other men, and he loves the idea of having a threesome. Yeah, but neither of us up. have ever wanted to take it a step further and make our fantasies a reality. We enjoy the balance of exploring something illicit without risking our relationship. I am a 32-year-old female, and my fiancé is 37. We have been engaged for five years, Jesus. but I have known him since I was 16. He's the older brother of one of my best friends. Here we go. But recently I've discovered his fantasy, which often involves another man, is probably no more than a cover for his true sexuality. Last week, he fell asleep on the sofa and left the screen open on his phone, and I saw he was logged into a gay dating app. No. A closer look revealed plenty of messages to many men. That didn't happen. <laughs> he has been swapping phone numbers, exchanging explicit photos, and even been talking about having sex with them. One devastating message detailed arrangements for a hookup at a guy's flat. No. He swore nothing happened when I confronted him the next morning, but he went missing for three hours that particular day. I tried numerous times to call him, but he wouldn't answer his phone and then lied about where he was. I've tried getting him to talk to me about whether he is confused about his sexuality, but he won't discuss it and says I'm being ridiculous. I am hurting so badly because of all the lies. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I love him so much, but my heart is broken. Deidre, I just feel so empty. Well, good. Deidre's got an ex explanation. I would for hope she would. Get yeah. that stack. Even if your fiancé has only been chatting and exchanging photos, he is still cheating. Oh. There's a possibility he could be gay, but only he knows. He needs to start being honest. It's not acceptable to simply refuse to talk about it. You deserve a proper explanation of what is going on because your trust is being eroded by his lies and denials. You need to find out what he wants to do and in turn discuss how you feel. He may love you, but if he has strong gay feelings, they won't be wished away. <laughs> Insist you get help together to see whether he can realistically promise to be faithful in the future. You can find support through Tavistock. There you go. Tavistock. <laughs> how much does that cost? Doesn't mention, but there is a phone number and a website, Doug. Tavistockrelationships.org. Yeah, there's about 25 numbers, 0114455050. Yeah, look, how do you know he's lying, Deidre? And who, what guy goes to sleep with their gay porn still on their phone? He was tired. Someone who's not being diligent. Well, nobody's, no was, guy's that stupid. He was he was bushed from all of the topping he had been doing. Oh. Yeah. Let the guy take a nap, bro. Oh, I think I'm going to fall asleep yeah. with my phone open so my girlfriend can see it. My, my, my girlfriend for 30 years and we've been engaged five years. <laughs> Isn't it time to break it off? You're not getting married. Never know. Well, you know, the kids today, they like to... Maybe not commit if they don't have to. All right, we've known each other since so we were 16. What was she, 32? Mm-hmm. So 16 so. years, so we, what, 11 years of dating and then five years of uh, engagement? <laughs> get out of it. It's a long, long engagement. And all of it's fake anyway, but get out of it. Yeah, it is fake. <laughs> yeah, he's not that's looking the most at gay websites. But that, that, she might be pot committed at this point. Like, what's your other option? Yeah, we've been doing it for so long. I'm gonna marry a gay guy. <laughs> I mean, my heart is broken, but I do love the, I do love him, even though he loves men. Oh God, I'm gonna send one into this girl. Are you really? <laughs> I mean, they seem to get red. 
Well, you would make uh, it up, though, too. It wouldn't be a real problem well, you're having. Well, just like all of these are made up, yeah. I can make one up. Uh, well, I don't know if this is made up, but Jackson has sent over a, I guess this is a Gallup poll. Uh, this is a big news here. The U.K. may have a somewhat prudish reputation, but apparently we're opening our minds and our relationships. New research has revealed that 38% of us would be willing to experiment with non-monogamy while almost a third of uh, voters see themselves in a thruple at some point in the future. The survey by sexual wellness brand Love Honey. Doug, you ever uh, do a poll with Love Honey? Yeah, yeah well, of course. Reputable yeah. company. Many. Also found that nearly half of us would consider being in a non-committed relationship, suggesting polyamory and alternative setups are on the rise. The retailer also analyzed relationships across the world, finding that Britain is the sixth least committed country with a high divorce rate and a large amount of monthly dating app downloads. The most likely to seek commitment country, uh, anybody want to guess? Most likely um, to seek commitment country. How about Japan? I'll go no, Denmark. I'm sorry. I'll go Denmark. No, I'm sorry. Did you not read the article? I mean, I feel like you got inside word on this. Once I read Love, honey, it was signed, sealed, and delivered. <laughs> How about say, something I'll like... I'll say the U.S. Something like no. Saudi Arabia or Iraq where they might kill the lady if she <laughs> wandered away? Turkey. No, that is not in there, although I don't know if Love, honey, penetrates the Saudi market oh. or not. Can we have initials of this country? H. H, Hungary. Yes! That was easy. Was it's actually Hungary. I was going to say Haiti. Isn't it Hungary? <laughs> no. Ain't no uh, nobody swapping in Haiti. Uh, uh, Hungary, Portugal, Luxembourg, Slovenia, and Germany. Doug, those are the most likely huh. to seek commitment nations right. per love, honey. And here's a friend of the show, Dr. Justin Laymiller, who's a social psychologist <laughs> yes. and research fellow at the Kinsey Institute. And he argues this shift towards untraditional relationships is down to increased media representation and societal acceptance. He says, secondly, expectations for our relationships have grown over time. People today want a partner who will be both their best friend and a passionate lover, someone who can meet any and all needs that might arise now and forever. However, people seem to be increasingly recognizing that it's difficult, if not impossible, to have such high expectations for just one partner. As a result, some are now considering whether the best solution is to have different partners who can meet different needs. Uh, there it is. That's Dr. Justin Laymiller, friend of the show. Where's this guy from? What's that accent you're doing? Uh, I don't know. I decided to do a little uh, of the Northeast, Pardon. like I was on Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> and the Kinsey Institute is still a thing? Uh, I just read whatever is sent I, I don't to, know. to me uh, from metro.co.uk. Yeah. It's Metro Boomin's uh, website. Yeah, Metro B. Boomin. Uh, yeah, Kinsey Institute in uh, Bloomington, Indiana. Yeah, so Indiana University. Didn't Johnson and Johnson start that? Johnson and Johnson? Um, no. Who were the two that started that thing? Masters and Johnson. Masters and Johnson. Johnson. They were St. Louis. Johnson right? and Johnson has wonderful shampoo for tykes mm -hmm. uh, and dug a lot of litigation with regards to powder. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ain't that yeah, I think that was at, uh, was it around Webster University they were doing it? This I a, think so. Kinsey and, powder? This is a different thing, I think. I know, but I'm, but I no, but I think Masters and Johnson started the Kinsey Institute. No, oh. Alfred Kinsey. Different. Well, he took it over, I think. Played by Liam Neeson. Mm. In what? I'm lost. There was a great show on it. It was on movie? HBO or Showtime. <laughs> what movie? What movie are we talking about? I'm talking about the TV <laughs> show, which I think was on Showtime. What about show? What? About what? It's called the TV show. It was about Masters and Johnson. 
Oh. Masters and Johns. Okay. I think it was called Masters of Shex. I think you're right. Masters yeah. of Shex? Oh, there it is. Didn't Masters a lot of what of they what they wrote turn out to be nonsense? Just not yeah, a lot of not it. reality. You talking about Dear Deidre the Calamite no. or anything? No. Any talking crap Masters on Justin Laymiller? At all. <laughs> mm. Who is the asshole? You come after love, honey. You best get a plane down to Florida because we're going to no. scrap. Laymiller's Wikipedia page says he's known for <laughs> sexual fantasy research. Yeah, sure he is. <laughs> what a boss move. He's known for that. Who is the uh, actress? Yeah, when's he available? <laughs> Who is the actress? In uh, guys, me, Doug, and Cassie have been experimenting in a thruple. It was weird at first, but we've all seemed to start enjoying it. That's from KG and O-Town. Doug, you're in a Thruple with KG and O-Town? Well, he said he wasn't going to text in about it. it disappointing. <laughs> Thought we had a trust thing going. Who is the actress in uh, Masters of Sex? I, I don't have that for you. Get your phone out and, she's and pretty, Google that. She's pretty well known and she got naked. Very, <laughs> hot. Very attractive. Lizzie Kaplan? Yeah. Lizzie Kaplan. Very attractive, too. Uh, I got to tell you, Jackson, I don't know if you have the text inbox open, but Wolf Boy sent in a text before Iggy brought up Masters of Sex and said, will Iggy start talking about Masters of Sex show now? <laughs> and now Wolf Boy is saying, I called that he wants credit for that. He got it. Yeah, he got it in there before it happened. I right. doubt that. Shout out to Wolf Boy. It must be a delay. Uh, Brian Henshin, who covers the cold, says, holy hijacking. Brian holy hijacking. We were talking about <laughs> sex experts. The Kinsey Institute and Masters and Johnson are basically the same thing. I think it's two different organizations. But they though. both deal in sex. I don't even know. I don't know. And, what, and why would you know that? I don't even think I've ever brought up Masters of Sex on this show. Well, we have. Oh, uh, Wolf Boy, the action's on you. Please call in at 636-9004. Or you can leave a mic drop on the 108. Yeah, I think that would actually be the better venue for it. Yeah, let's do that tomorrow. Mm. <laughs> How many people they talk to in that survey? Uh, Jackson, do you have the information on how many people Dr. Justin Laymiller talked to in Hungary, Slovenia, Germany, and of course our friends across the pond in well, the UK? Well, I'll tell you about this Laymiller is that he does his job to, you know, he's very vigorous. He doesn't uh, mm. just, you know, necessarily um, just like do, uh, I'm pulling up this research now. I mean, geez. Buying time if anybody can't pick up. Uh, I don't know. I, it, it's not in the article. I don't, I don't know. I don't Ten know what that would change. Country. 50 Ten people. people, that's it. <laughs> you, probably, you probably talked to no one. Just Went into an apartment complex and just knocked on doors. Well, I bring that up because I saw, I don't, let's just, I'm going to just say the topic was, is St. Louis a growing city? Let's just say that was the topic. But the Post, yep. is, the Post Dispatch had a, an article and let's just say the title was, Is St. Louis a Growing City? And they said, uh, the Post-Dispatch interviewed six people, and here's our results. Six people? They did a whole poll and research interviewing and asking six people. Is this a hypothetical, or did this really no, happen? No, it happened. I just can't remember what the topic was. It did was. happen? I can't remember what the topic was. I even tweeted out, I said, I saw it on Twitter, and I said, you actually took a poll with six people? Wow. Well, they were desperate for an article, I guess. I mean, these made-up things talk to more people than that. Well, they make up talking to more people. i got to find the tweet that I sent out. Okay, find that tweet. Find <laughs> that in the meantime, I'm going to do the design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day! <laughs> Looks fade. At least they're supposed to. Yet my guy's like a bottle of a fine wine. Gets better with time. Now he's been known to wear his khakis too tight. And Arnold Palmer's put him out just like a light. Don't worry about my boy toy and what you think he ought to be. He's close to perfect for me. And the sex? 
Well, he likes to keep me satisfied, yet still wanting more. Like last night when he said, no lube tonight, baby. So get ready for some painless in your anus? Okay, that's enough. That's that's from E, Norm, and then the last name is Ospeter. <laughs> e, Norm, Ospeter. <laughs> French. He's new. <laughs> and young, who is the lady in Masters of Sex? Bill Kensington. Follow up. Is St. Louis a growing city? Let's just say that was the title, okay? That's the title. Is St. Louis a growing city? That comes from number one Asian intern Brian Engine, hmm. heretofore known as ASMR Ken's publicist. Folks, Ken's publicist, ASMR Ken's publicist here. Please forward all show feedback emails to negril111 at AOL.com. Snip, snip, and Mr. Boots will reply after his fifth masturbation session of the day. Squish, squish, should be around 115 Central. Swoosh. Brian Henschen. Henschen. The musk of my colon lingered Ah. in the air even after I had put on my trousers. Keith just stood in its presence and took deep, intentional breaths. I love your scent, he said softly. And I love you, I whispered sweetly. That's how we celebrated the own goal. Their goals prompted action upon our holes. I'm pushing for the nickname STL City FC Mud Cannons. That's from Danny Tanner. Mud Cannons? (laughs) Danny Tanner. Saturday's match started off like any other night in a Tier 3 city. (laughs) Tier (laughs) 3? I love this email. I went to the pub with me mate Klaus to drink pint and watch our club play the Charlotte side. As we cheered on the lads, I heard a familiar voice across the pub. He was wearing a full city red kit over his khakis topped with a newsboy's hat and some Nike cleats. Nice ball. Great touch. That's a Hollywood ball, mate. Our eyes locked clinical we whispered in unison while he licked his lips he's a proper fit we kissed false nine was the right strategy in today's match he invited me to meet his parents can't believe he missed the sitter we're having our reception at the guy or in looking forward to match day three thanks pronouns are he him and whole (laughs) not a bad little email (laughs) pronouns are he him and whole You can't look me in the eye and tell me Zach Zane wants to engage in the more popular MMF because he wants to please the woman, Doug. He slides the butt plug with the city red tail out of Charles and licks it like a popsicle to get an idea what the offerings were at the family arena buffet. Okay, gotta go now. A Hoosier who lives in his trailer in Sears parking lot at Mid-Rivers Mall tried to flush his helmet nacho platter, including the helmet down a men's room latrine in the 500 level at family arena, and now it's clogged and providing flavor to his escaped turtle head. The floor directly under the urinal is hot and sticky, but that's where all the flavor comes from. Thanks, that's from Mud Tongue. Gosh, it's bad. (laughs) Mud tunnels. Gosh, that's bad. I'm sorry I had to hear that. Mud tunnels. Boy, Jackson, more and more just keep coming into the filtered file. Yeah, just flying in. Are you not filtering any of these, Jackson? No, I am. (laughs) should see what's left on the cutting room floor. What's left? Bad. And Young, me again, quick housekeeping note, that tweet doesn't exist, another lie. Yikes, that's from number one Asian intern Brian Henschen, a.k.a. ASMR Ting Ting 2. Get a dollar off our $5 monthly premium sub for each exposed lie. Okay, Henschen. Brian Henschen. Iggy, the tweet doesn't exist. It does, I'm looking for it. I didn't see it. 
The game on Saturday night was a blend of all of the best elements of St. Louis sports. It had the party atmosphere, like watching a big match at Amsterdam Tavern. Had the pregame buzz of a Cardinal playoff game. Had the in-game intensity of a Blues playoff game. The St. Luligans support, supporter group brought it strong for the full 90 minutes, leading chants that flowed organically throughout the stadium with none of the Rams rules-esque soccer guy cringe that some were worried about. Full marks all around. I parked on Wash Ave and my car was not broken into. Walked by Fat Buddha Studios on the way to the stadium. No sign of Benita or Joshua, but I did see Ray King, the TMA caller, not the former Cardinal reliever. I don't know why TMA has a bad soccer reputation within the St. Louis City SC fans Facebook group. I mean, besides Iggy asking who's Klaus or Plowsy taking shots at the St. Luligans for policing bad fan behavior without even knowing the context, and then post facto defending the FU Charlotte chanters, or oh, the yeah. fact that TMA spent more time talking about how the Charlotte goalkeeper, how hot the Charlotte goalkeeper was, than discussing their dainty forward with the frosted tips who kept flopping. <laughs> Since he's still not posting on the TMA fan page, yet still replying to random emails via the TMA app, I'd love to see Francis Scott Strode releases when the dogs came marching in joint all over the chest of that STL City SC fans Facebook he group. Did send That's me from one. Buck Swope. Iggy Buck did Swope. send me a little something over the weekend. With a nice little email. Yeah, I sent it a Iggy, you wrote a song? Yeah. I sent it a plausy. Yeah, we'll have that tomorrow. Oh, will we? Oh, uh, yeah. Is that okay? I didn't know if that was just for me. Yeah, if you want, I was just doing it for you. But oh, okay. Well, now I'll keep it. We're not going to share it with everyone. Nope. No, I'm not. No, we're going to keep Ooh, between. What's the point of doing that? It's I'm like sure. you're passing <laughs> secret notes in seventh grade. Can we can we do it on balloon party? Uh, no, no, I wouldn't do it on balloon. Oh, please. I'm still looking for this post dispatch tweet amongst the nine thousand. I wouldn't worry about it. St. Louis soccer photos. We're good. Uh, now somebody has just. Uh, emailed then answering the question. In case Iggy can't find it, he was arguing in the comment section about the decline of Metro buses. Thanks. That's from your coworker KG in the Hubbard office. Oh. KG in O-Town. Well, you found the tweet. I didn't look at the tweet. I'm trying to find the article. Uh, he says it wasn't a tweet. He says it was in the comments section. Are you posting the STL Today comments? Damn, no, I bud. thought it was on Twitter. Ever watch well, I out for that. I found this on Twitter, so I don't know why. <laughs> That's when you know you're out of trolling well, there, options. There, <laughs> there that I'm not lying. I did respond to it. And, they, and if you read the article, it says six people were interviewed. Uh, and finally, morning. We haven't worked out every kink yet, but we're getting pretty darned good. In fact, a couple of us just masturbated together a few minutes ago, and oh. Chauncey finished so hard he almost honked out a dirt worm over in the hallway there. Now, that doesn't mean there's no room to grow. So if you'll allow me to use this platform to make a brief announcement, I have some business to take care of. Some masturbating business. Oh. <laughs> PSA, to all first-timers, family members, and those of you observing through the sliding glass door conveniently located right in the middle of the renter of this apartment, family room <laughs> Jesus in this apartment you will respect tradition so in a show of respect during the Lenten season after all participants uh, we are finished we will drape ourselves in shin guards and STL city scarves while we recite the Pledge of Allegiance together in one voice and all at once achieve simultaneous finish then after a brief rest we will turn and face the frame Jenny Finch poster hanging over the dining room table where most people would put a photo of their family <laughs> and we do it all over again then and only then we really start masturbating with one another oh. no exceptions 
Not even you, Frog Dad. If you think we didn't notice you masturbating sarcastically during the Pledge of Allegiance, you're wrong. Please call your wife or Jackson and have them come pick you up. If you want to masturbate with us in the future, we're going to need you to display a bit more class. We wank for the name on the front of our jerseys, not the back. Now, grab your lunch pail and be sure to thank Barry, who came all the way from Hazelwood to cheer you on this morning. Best, who do you think you are? I am. Yeah, Pete Weber. Weber that was, that's a name? Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> Pete, Weber. Pete Weber said that. Is that what he said? That's what he had. No, that's, no, that's true. I mean, I don't have a dining room table. It's not a dining room. Those were a lot of terrible ones. And I'm not going to jerk to a soccer game. Bet. Who's jerking to a soccer Doug, game? There's, there's the design air heating and cooling email today. What you got? Um, I was going to go with pronouns he, him, and hope, but he called us a tier three city, and I don't care for that. <laughs> Like so I'm going to go with a fellow by the name of Buck Swope, who had a nice little email. I got to be totally honest. I was looking up the St. Louis Post Dispatch thing, and I only heard. <laughs> oh, and I only heard the sick. last one, so I'm going to go with the Pete Weber reference. Who you, Who do you think you are? I am. Uh, I'm going to go with he, him, and whole. Actually, I really liked a few of them, but I'm going to go with pronouns are he, him, and whole. Plowhawk, you now get uh, the floor. Uh, Henshin, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Henshin, sorry. Jackson, you get the floor. Uh, let's go pronouns he, him, and whole. Damn. Dang! Pronouns are Lucas. he, him, and Jackson whole. You have won the design air heating and cooling email today. Time to shut it down. Jackson and I are going to get blamed for what? I guess the Battlehawks losing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't was loud soon. enough at the stadium. Yeah, and you two, you, two hates, you two hate soccer, so... That's correct. Uh, so that is coming up on Balloon Party, driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura, in a matter of moments on 101 ESPN. Time for us to shut it down for the Plowhawk, for Action Jackson, for Kenneth Iggy Strode, for my brother Kevin, for Douglas Sullivan Vaughn. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Ryan Kelly Morning After from the Michelob Ultra Studios. Live from